Okay, tonight I want to preach a word I will give you. Oh, you know, at Christmas time, we just come past Christmas and everyone, little kids say, what are you going to give me for Christmas? <laughs> and sometimes we think, even as big kids, we sometimes think, oh, wonder what I'm going to get for Christmas. <laughs> but I want to preach it from the Word of God. What will God give us in the new year? And, uh, you know, God's, God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He is always good. And he's always wanting to bless. Now, what I'm going to share tonight comes out of the Old Testament, but I'm going to give something from the New as well. So this is a particular passage of Scripture where God was reminding them. So he was giving his people a reminder. And that's what he wants to give us today, a reminder of who he is and how good he is, and what he's done before, and what he's liable to do in the future. So, first of all, God gives them a reminder, and he says, I'm your God, and I don't want you to follow idols. I don't want you to get into idolatry. I don't want you to get off track. So he's just reminding them, and we need to remind ourselves on a regular basis of who God is and who we are, because sometimes we forget Sometimes we try and fix our own problems and we forget God's there. Sometimes um, we forgot what he's done in the past and we get anxious about the future, you know, and he's done so many good things for all of us, amen? So uh, he reminds them who he is. He reminds them, don't get off track, stay on track with me, and these are the rewards that I will give to you. So it's in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus was the Old Testament book where mainly the laws were given. So he's given the laws and he's basically saying, if you keep them and you walk in my ways, then blessings will be there for your obedience. This is what he says. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then I will give you. And then he begins to list the blessings. I will give you rain in its season. You know what? I'd like a bit of rain. <laughs> right. I'll give you rain in its season. The land shall yield its produce and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. You know, sometimes we get rain and it's out of season. You know, when you read that, you think rain in season. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it's important to have rain in its season if you have too much or too little, there can be incredible problems. I mean, look at the East Coast right now. There's floods and all kinds of horrible things happening. So he says, I'll give you rain in its season. So when you need it, it'll be there. And that's a good thing to know. You know, they needed rain because they were an agricultural society. Okay? They needed the rain. You know, we need rain or we need blessings in the seasons of our life too, okay? Comes in different forms. Sometimes it might be a job that you need. Sometimes it might be a place where you need to live, you know, a new place for accommodation. Sometimes it might be permanent residence. <laughs> Sometimes it might be a visa or money to do another course, okay? So these are all forms of rain or blessing that comes from the Lord in the right season. So he's saying, when you need it, it'll be there. And because the blessing is there, there'll be yielding. There'll be fruitfulness, okay? You won't lack. 
That's a good thing. And then he says this, your threshing shall last till the time of vintage and the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. What does that mean? That means you're gonna be pretty busy because things are gonna be quite um, fruitful. You know, you're not gonna have big lapses in time waiting for things to happen. One thing will lead to another. There'll be a progression. There won't be big gaps where you're sort of thinking, what's going on? You're gonna be quite busy and things are gonna go very well. The time of threshing is a time of harvest, basically. The time of vintage is when everything comes to fruition. It's ready to pick. And then it's time to sow again. So there's this progression of things. And sometimes in our lives, you know, we have things that are stopping and starting. And we, we sometimes wonder, what is going on? And you think, is something wrong? Am I doing something wrong? Where's God? Where's the blessing? But he said, everything's just going to roll along smoothly. It's going to progress. And then he says this, you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. That's a wonderful blessing. You know, there's plenty of people in this world who don't have the bread or don't have the corn or don't have the rice that they need. He said, you shall eat your bread, yours. It'll be yours and you'll be full. You will have enough. You'll be satisfied. And he said, you will dwell in your land safely. You know, there's millions of refugees in this world who don't have a land. But he says, your land, you will dwell in your land safely. That's awesome. To feel safe, to feel secure, to feel satisfied. What a blessing. So many people don't have that. But he says, you will. I will give you this. Not only that, he's saying physical things he'll give, but he says, I'll give you peace in the land. You know, there's so many trouble spots right now around the world. There's not peace in their land. He said, I will give you peace in the land and you shall lie down and none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts and the sword will not go through your land. So he's basically saying you won't have trouble, you won't have wars, you won't have turmoil. I will be with you. I'll give you peace and you'll lie down. You know, some people are always on watch. Someone's got to be on guard. Security is an issue. He said, no, no one's going to make you afraid. You're not going to be scared of anyone. <laughs> That's a wonderful promise. None will make you afraid. Why? Because you know that God is with you. He said, you will lie down. You will sleep well. You know, some people have problems sleeping. Some don't. Some people have problems sleeping. Why? Because they're worried about evil beasts. They're tormented by things. They're afraid of things. And they can't sleep. He said, no, you just lie down and you'll be able to sleep. You'll be able to sleep well. And then I, this is a a verse that I gave to my mum one time when she was having trouble sleeping and she loved it. Proverbs 3.24 When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Your sleep will be sweet. Not only will you sleep, 
but your sleep will be sweet. That's a good thing, because some people sleep, but they toss and turn and, you know, they have all kinds of problems sleeping. They wake up, they get up, they're restless. They don't have restful, healthful sleep. He said, no, yours will be sweet. <laughs> I love that. So if you're ever having trouble sleeping, or if you've got a friend who's having trouble sleeping because they're worried about something, you know what? Just give them this. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about the future. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about what the doctors say. What does Jesus say? And give them this scripture. Give them this scripture, okay? Let's get back to the other one. What else did he say? You will chase your enemies. You won't be afraid of them. In fact, you will chase them. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> you know, sometimes enemies come to us. Doubts, fears, anxiety. You say, get out of here. Chase them out. You will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. Your enemies, whatever your enemy is, they will be destroyed. And then he says this. Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight your enemies shall fall by the sword before you and when you're reading that you go oh it's just numbers just numbers and then i read it again and i write it differently I, five chase a hundred that means one person one defeats twenty who likes maths? <laughs> 100 chase 10,000. That means one defeats 100. Now, in the natural, that's impossible, but not with God. So that shows something supernatural. It shows the help of the Lord in these situations. And you go, oh, that doesn't sound right. Actually, it is. Because later, you go to the story of Gideon. He had 300 people. He started with 22,000 and then it whittled down. God said, no, 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 These, this group. And there was 300 of them and they defeated 135,000 of the Midianites. 135,000, that's one to 450. That's the help of the Lord. That's the help of the Lord. Why did I put that up there? Because sometimes we feel overwhelmed by things. And you think, it's too big. It's impossible. Can't happen. But God can bring victory with many or with a few. Or just you and just me. So it doesn't matter what the odds are. God can bring the victory. That's what he was saying. I will bring, I will give you victory. And then he says this, I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful. I will multiply you and confirm my covenant with you. So the agreement that he has with them, the connection that he has with them, that covenant, his promises, he says, I'm going to keep my promises. He keeps his promises. He won't let us down like people sometimes do. He will never let us down. And then he says, you will eat the old harvest and clear out the old because of the new. What does that mean? You shall eat the old harvest and clear out the old because of the new. 
You know, sometimes we hang on to things because <laughs> we're scared we're going to run out. Sometimes we hang on to things because we're scared we might need it later. You know, some things it's good to keep. But he's saying the old harvest, just eat it, clear it out, get rid of it. Because why? I promise you, I'm going to bring the new. So whatever, I mean, we're in the beginning of a new year. Let the old harvest, let the old be gone. Let it clear out. Old ways of thinking, old ways of doing things even. Let's let God do something new. He's saying, get rid of the old so I can do something new. You know, sometimes we hold on to old stuff. And he's saying, let it go, let it go. That's what he's saying to them. I'll give you something new, wonderful. And then he saves the best to last. These are all kind of physical blessings and, you know, stuff. But then he says, I will set my tabernacle among you and my soul shall not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God and you shall be my people. In other words, I'm going to give you me. I'm going to give you my presence. I'm going to be with you. You may have messed up and done something wrong or whatever, but you know what? I still love you. I still care about you. I still want to be with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'll be your God. You'll be my people. He promises his presence. I will give you me. Some people are just too busy to give themselves. Sometimes you meet with people and you spend time with them and you talk with them. You're with them, but they're not really with you. You know, it's like, okay, I've got to go now. <laughs> that kind of thing. You feel like, oh, they're not really here. They're here, but they're not here. But he said, I will be here. I will be with you. Okay? And then he again reminds them, I'm the Lord your God. I'm not an ordinary person. I'm not a person that I would lie to you. I'm the Lord your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. He's reminding them, I have given you freedom. I have given you dignity. You are no longer their slaves. I make you walk upright. You're not looking down. You're not ashamed anymore. You have dignity. Hold your head up high. That's what he means. I've given you dignity. I've made you walk upright. You were nobody. You were the smallest group of people. But I chose you. You are mine. And that's what the Lord says to us. You might have been walking like that, but he said, I've caused you to walk upright. I take away your slavery. I take away your shame. I take away your sin. I take away the bondages and I help you to walk strong. So all this is in the Old Testament. This is in the Old Testament. And this was about obedience and the blessing. This was kind of, if you do this, then I will bless you. But in the New Testament, 
it's not just about doing, it's about being. And this is what Jesus said. I love this. He said, come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. It's funny, we sang that song tonight. Show me, teach me. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly or humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So what we were reading about before was kind of more about their physical well-being, okay? About having a happy, healthy life. But this is more about their soul, the inner man. Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you what the world can't give. I will give you rest. Because you know what? You can have plenty of food. You can have plenty of friends. You can have plenty of money. You can have plenty of fame and fortune and all the rest of it. Plenty of recognition. But you may not have rest for your soul. It can be empty if you don't have Jesus. It's totally empty without him. He said, come to me. Stop trying to fix things yourself. Stop trying to do things yourself. You're tired. You're weary. You're discouraged. Why? Because you've been doing it in your own strength. I will give you rest. Amen. And the last thing that I want to do is our declaration. As a church, we do this on a regular basis. I want to declare this. Let's say it all together. I am greatly blessed, highly favoured, and deeply loved. Let's say it again. I am greatly blessed, highly favoured, and deeply loved. If you don't believe that, ask the Lord to give it to you. Lord, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I thank you that there's so many things that you've given to us. You've given us your promises. You've given us your son Jesus to die for our sins. You've given us peace and rest in our souls. Lord, you've given us the promises of future and a hope with you. Lord, we thank you for all these wonderful things. Father, we just sit here at the beginning of a brand new year and we wonder what we will, you will give us this year. We wonder what you will give us this year. But even more importantly than that is what will we give you this year? What will I give you? What will we give you? Lord, we want more of you, but I know that you want more of us. More of us. Let this be a year of more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray a special blessing upon each one here, upon them as individuals and upon their families, those who have families here in Australia, those who have families overseas, that you just bless them, be with them, encourage them. Lord, draw them closer to yourself. Keep them safe. Let them be fruitful healthy and happy 
because of you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Okay. Okay, if anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, have an awesome week and uh, say hello to somebody.